This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And welcome to the bullpen. This is what is this? Wednesday. Hi. Hi, Wednesday. I was gonna say like the Thursday edition, but I'm just uh, one day ahead. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the bullpen. I am Patrick Osborne. He is Brandon Elkins. That reminds me, it's since it's Halloween, I need to watch the the Adams family more often because that is a great movie. Oh, and because sequel. of Wednesday. Yeah, because okay. of Wednesday Adams. Okay, okay. Yeah, I had, well, I was, Christina Ricci, I, I have, I have yet to see anyone play that part better than her. Although <laughs> I guess this new series coming up is supposed to be really good, so we'll see. Yeah. Called Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she definitely uh looked the part. That's for sure. I know. I don't think I ever saw it. I was never, it was fantastic. I was never really into the Adams family. <sighs> Raul Julia. I that that move those move that those two movies were perfectly cast. He died, didn't he? He did, Yeah, that's unfortunate. He died uh, just a little after making Street Fighter. Okay, so it was a long time ago. It was okay. yeah, like ninety four. God, wow. I know. Bummer. <laughs> Big bummer. What a great way to start the show. How you doing? And there, that's it everyone? for us. We'll yeah, see, see you later. See you thanks. Well, wow. you did turn your mic off. You were leaving. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, things are good. Welcome to the bullpen. Uh, you doing all right, Brandon? I'm doing great. Good, I just good. know you're going to be great in it. Like 48 hours for 48 hours from now, you're going to be in Maine. I'll do well, away from not here. Quite, not quite, but I will be probably on final approach to the Portland Jetport. Okay, an hour and a half from now, you will be in your favorite chair at your favorite bar. Well, no, I still got watching your I favorite screen. It'll be a while. With your favorite view. By the afternoon. With your evening. favorite beer. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. A Guinness? Uh, that is correct. That yes. is correct. Yes, sir. Well, favorite beer, you know, up there. I mean, yes, of course. If I want to get snooty, then it would be something else. Bro, get snooty. Yeah. We can all get Dragon's snooty Dragon's milk, my friend. That's my favorite. I don't know what that means. We'll get into that on another show. All right. Good <laughs> job. Uh, but hey. When you come back. So, I was looking around uh, Twitter, NFL Twitter today. And have you seen the grumblings about this this Mac Jones interception? The, the the tweet about this Mac Jones interception and how it might not have been a legitimate interception. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the game, so I missed all the controversy. But I am catching up on it now. All right, so <laughs> well, you didn't miss anything. It was a game to forget for Jones. Sure. Horrible game. Uh, Monday night went three of six on 13 yards and an interception in his return from injury. He was pulled in favor of Bailey Zappi after the pick. The crowd was chanting Zappy's name. Again, it was, what a name. Yeah, Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. The video replay uh, appears to show that this may, this maybe shouldn't have counted at all. This was second and 10, Chicago 36-yard line. Jones threw a pass. Uh, it was intercepted by Jaquan Brisker, who, by the way, that was his first ever career interception. Congratulations to him. They yeah, came right after, right after getting kicked in the beanbag uh, by Mac Jones. He'll never forget those sequence of events. Right. Uh, so... Apparently, this guy it was it was a uh, Doug Kide of uh, the the uh, NFL reporter Doug Kide. He uh, put this video up, super slow motion replay, and it. I look. I can't. I can't deny anything else that I'm. I'm seeing anything else other than the sky cam wire being hit by the football, mm. knocking it slightly off trajectory. Mm. It looks. You even see the wire start wobbling. Sure. Right. So this is the argument here. That Mac Jones interception actually hit hit the sky wire, the sky cam wire, and thus should have been ruled. Don't you think they would have caught that? You know, because the trajectory of the ball would have been going completely. Well, it looks berserk. like it, it looks like it just barely brushed it. Because if you're if you're throwing the ball that hard and you hit a wire like that, I mean that ball is going to change direction in a hurry. No. And it's going to be obvious. Even if it touched it, even just barely touched it, and sure. it looked like sure. something certainly touched it. By rule, it's like when by you hit, rule, it would have to be blown dead, yeah. replayed. When you hit Jerry World's TVs, it's the same same rule. Right. However, likely would not have changed anything from that horrible no. game for Mac Jones. <laughs> no. Not at all. Uh, it could have changed Mac Jones' night. Maybe he lost some confidence in his from his coach yeah. after that interception, even Maybe. though... Clearly, Bill Belichick will not tell us. Maybe he goes down. Or, or what? How do we call it? Belichick. Belichick. Bill Belichick. I refuse to believe that's true. I, yeah. I just, I cannot believe. I, I, I love you, uh, Northside hmm. Dave, but sounds like an ice skater or something yeah, like that. Belichick. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't work for me. Sounds like a bleach. Doesn't work for the old ear balls. Um, so Belichick bleach. Yeah. <laughs> Get it today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but, it, but I don't know. But who knows? Maybe if Jones got the do over there. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he doesn't get pulled. Maybe he gets they still six a loss, but maybe instead of three. All right, so that has been tr- trending around Twitter. 
the ESPN, uh, th- there's been a statement, apparently um, an ESPN statement. Mm-hmm. Quote, this pass from Mac Jones did not hit ESPN Skycam wiring. The video creates a false impression, but in reality, the Skycam wire was more than 15 feet above the ball, and our Skycam system followed all NFL protocols. Okay. Look, what you, else are they going to say? You saw the video. You saw it. I didn't see it. Come on, dude. You saw the tweet. I saw the I tweet. You tweets. I didn't. I didn't. You, when you sent me the, you sent me this reply. Yeah, I didn't watch the video. That ball brushed the wire. Okay, I'll watch the video. Not that it matters. Not that it matters. But you know, come on, look. This, <laughs> but happened. it matters. It clearly matters. It, well, it just, I just, I just want to. I, why you always? Why you lying? <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> why you lying, ESPN? Yeah. Why it hit your sky come cam? Come on. Anyway, no big deal. But that that is a. Uh, that's what's going around the, the 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 debate around Twitter right now is whether or not Mac Jones interception one of three what three three for six yeah thirteen yards one interception career game it wasn't going to it wasn't going like you said it wasn't going to change the trajectory of his night not at all or the trajectory of the game the game at all uh, so uh, some news on Ezekiel Elliott who did not practice today uh, initially the the uh, the report was he would not be practicing today. Uh, after taking a hit to his right knee in the first half. Uh, but apparently now, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's uh, availability could be up in the air for Sunday's game against the Bears because of that sprained right knee. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy said Elliott uh, didn't practice today not, and uh, is going to do rehab, rehab off the side as Dallas looks to manage the workload during the week. So Luckily, they have a great backup. They do have a, a great solid backup. They do have a great backup, and uh, also they're heading into a bye after this week, so mm-hmm. that could give uh, might as well give them a, give, give them the extra, extra time. week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but actually, so here's so you're talking about Tony Pollard, yes, sir, right? Um, so a lot of this is probably going to lean on him if if Zeke is out for the game. And here's head coach Mike McCarthy on that possibility. Definitely, I mean Tony, I think is uh, you know that we're sort of so so fortunate to have both Tony and Zeke here. So I, I think they're both fully capable capable of carrying a full load. So uh, so there you go. It, it, it's I mean it's, it's a, clear that Mike McCarthy is confident that Tony Pollard can carry a full load. <laughs> I saw that on your cut sheet here. I'm sorry. That was the question. The question was, can Tony Pollard carry a full load? That was the question. Debt, debt, like that was a dead serious question. I, I couldn't help but respond with Mike McCarthy's response to care. Can Tony Pollard carry a full load? And he is confident. I apologize. That he can carry a full load. Oh, look, I got a stack full of news. Sometimes I'm winging it, you know, <laughs> skimming this. Throwing this out there, and I and I I, I missed your lead in there. So I'll, let me just I'll tell own you that. that I'll own that like like Kellen fine, Moore man. owns owns a situation Ooh. as well with Michael Gallup. With Ouch. Michael Gallup, well, he shouldn't have. I'm very mad about that because I started Michael Gallup and I got zero points. Oh, your fantasy on he, he had two attempts, two throws his way. That's mm-hmm. it, two. An entire game. And Kellen Moore is taking responsibility for that. You bet your damn right he is. Well, I don't think that he should sense. be, but here's Kellen Moore on that lack of. Uh, you know the, the the well here the lack yeah, of threats. That's on me. I, I feel like we we gotta find a way to get Michael Gallon. He's he's done everything we've asked him. A great job. Had the two targets missed uh, missed those opportunities and uh, you know we just gotta we just gotta get him more involved. Particularly he's, he's a great example of a guy who can help us in some of those situations that we need to improve on. Like any guy, he's gonna get better each and every week. And so uh, the more you're out there, the more comfortable you get. All right. So you you've got an apology of sorts there for more, but. You, you think it's merited because what it, it messed up your fantasy? Yeah, league. obviously. But what about reality? Is it merited? Is an apology merited? What needed here? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their relationship is like. Maybe they're just trying to ease him back because he was hurt for what? He was out for six games, right? Yeah, he was. He, he uh, returned the lineup in week four. Okay. Um, and. and uh, Let's see, I guess it was week 17 of last season. I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, so that's you know something that you don't want to mess with even when you're coming back from it, when you got full go. There's still always potential. So why not ease him back? But maybe they just forgot about him. I don't know. Or maybe Dak just didn't look his way. Well, the, the, the impact that they were hoping for with his return has not yet been there. He's averaging the fewest yards per game this, uh, of his career this season. Uh, he's also posting a career low in yards per reception against the Lions. You got a, a lot of the same from him. Mm-hmm. He didn't. You didn't get over two. Over two. Yeah. Uh, but there you get. Uh, you know, Kellen Moore saying that's on me. 
I feel like we got to find a way to get Michael going. Well, I, you know, sure. Yeah. I mean, look, Michael Gallup is still getting paid. He's still got paid a full game salary. He'll be all right. He hasn't complained, so clearly maybe it's not maybe it's not that big a deal. Well, look, maybe this, maybe this a, is just a media-driven thing. I mean, the game script it made sense. The running game made made more sense in this game. Correct so for one, you know. Uh, also, I, I mean, you, you didn't get there. There weren't an excess of plays here. Dak Prescott's just coming back. I mean, you know, there were a lot of factors mm-hmm. at, at, at play here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Moore needs to be apologizing for it. But I, I do agree that they, they, do, they, do, they do need to get him in there more. But, you know, he is the coach, so he's got to take accountability for it. It would be worse for him to be like, no, we, he was in the, you know, he was, he was in the rotation. We just didn't get him the ball. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, you know, it's just coach speak, I think. It is just coach speak. It is. Um, so there's some news, uh, break, uh, trade news. Mm. Defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. That's right. Coming from the Raiders. And this is probably going to, I think this is going to help him out quite a bit. Certainly. Definitely going to help out that run defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's uh, Mike McCarthy on that. Ah, my fault. My apologies here. One moment. Technical difficulties. Operator error. You know, having the opportunity to personally compete against Jonathan both in New York and, and with the Raiders, uh, I, we just feel he's an excellent fit for us. You know, we can never, you know, bolster our run defense enough. You know, we feel that's clearly how people are, you know, their primary approach to us as far as trying to attack our defense. And uh, I think he's an excellent, excellent addition. Hello, operator. Did we get that fixed? <laughs> we got that fixed. Okay, yes, cool. we did. Uh, veteran <laughs> defensive tackle in the form of uh, Raiders vet Jonathan Hankins. Trade price only for a uh, late round flip. Ooh, a late-round flip. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and with a goal of hopefully actually helping Dak Prescott here. Need it. And I think it will. Um, I mean, the, the the defense has certainly shown up a whole lot yeah. here. And At this point, you're just bolstering. I mean, it's already good enough, so any any addition is not going to hurt you at this point. Look, and they didn't subtract from it. They just they literally just added to it. Looks like kind of a dump deal for the Raiders here. Dallas is going to send a 2023 sixth-round pick to Vegas. The Raiders are going to send a 2023 seventh-rounder back to Dallas. Eh. I mean, those are just throwaway picks. Yeah, they're that's late, what I they're late rounders. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, over the years, actually, uh, he's Hankins has become has come available to the Cowboys over the years. Mm-hmm. They've always passed on him. Mm-hmm. They haven't really needed him, but he's coming cheap now. Might as well go for it. I think the price yeah. is right for him. So that uh, just means that your GM is always on the prowl. Mister Jerry Jones always looking for the right guy. Yeah, wow, I, what was that impression? Was that I your Jerry? I would never do that again. Right? Was that dead Jerry? Was that that, ha- was, that was Halloween Jerry. That, might, that was yeah, Halloween yeah, Jerry. Okay, we'll call that we'll call that fake Jerry. Fake Halloween Jerry. It was fake Jerry. Yikes. Anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, he's part, he'll, I think he's going to do a lot to do his part on the D-line, stuff the run. Yeah. Big news for him. Do so. it. Uh, so along with that, there are also, uh, I mean, that's going to boost the, the defense, but there are also some rumors about the offense as well, some talks about the offense. Uh, let's see here. Trying to be Rush Limbaugh yeah, here? Yeah, well, I've worked over in, in news radio for too long. Um, <laughs> Breaking news. So, uh, I have it right in front of me. This just in. Well, I had to look. All right, so the Cowboys got the 22nd ranked scoring defense, or scoring offense. Uh, a, a very pedestrian. 22nd? 22nd. Very pedestrian. That's actually not bad for how conservative they played. 19.1 points per game. That's not bad. Uh, they've threatened. They, they really haven't threatened a lot of teams through the air. Right, Six worst in passing yards. But. Again. Cooper Rush. Yes. They didn't. I mean, they. They. they a grain of salt this is, this is shall be taken for most of the stats up to this point. But uh, there, there have been talks, you know, linked to uh, Odell Beckham Jr., linked oh, to possible God. signings to Dallas. Jerry Jones Here we go has again. said multiple times he's not a fan of that idea. Thank God. Uh, but there have also apparently uh, Denver Broncos receiver Jerry Judy. Oh, uh, really? Has, has a, has, it's a name that's been linked to Dallas as well really? as wideout Broncos wideout K.J. Hamler. No kidding. Who would probably come cheaper. Let me tell you how excited those two guys were for Russell Wilson coming to town. Were they very? Very. How's that working like, out? Made out hype videos for it. Uh, currently, the number six six pick goes to the De- I mean Seattle Seahawks because of Denver. Thank you. Yeah. Keep yeah. Losing. Uh, also, uh, unha- Jets backup Denzel Mims apparently not very happy. Texas kid uh, was a center of Dallas calls to the Jets before the start of the season, and uh, so. That's one that uh, apparently uh, Mike Fisher with Sports Illustrated says he thinks that one makes the most sense. Bring him home. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but then maybe the most promising of all possibilities. You get Jerry Judy, though. That is it. That a, would be big. That would be very big. That I don't know very, what very he big. would cost, and I don't know how upset that would make Mr. Wilson, but damn, that's a that's a good pickup. It would be huge. To be linked to him, that's, that's encouraging. 
Jerry Jones, though, uh, this was just recently, uh, the past several days, mm. said that he's really only interested in uh, making another big move for a, quote, Deion Sanders-like player, if, if one more like that were to come available. Mm. And what kind of... I'm not Speculate with me here. Is Jerry Judy a Deion Sanders type player? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You would know. Who would be a who would that'd be like DK Metcalf or something like that? I don't think one exists right now. I don't you're right. I don't I really don't think one exists. Yeah. It used to be Stephen Gilmore, but then he went to the Colts for some reason and now he's just kind of faded out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They're definitely lacking in, in that dynamic presence. Do you a, think he's just doing time. that because he wants too much, or Jerry? just kind of these are just kind of trade tactics to you know maybe bring some calls his way? I really don't know. Mm. I really don't know with yeah. that man. I really couldn't say. Deion Sanders type player. You would you would argue that was Russell Wilson this offseason, but whoo, yeah, whoo, yeah, he is uh, getting a lot of crap. Russell Wilson, a lot. Yes, you know he may be out. Uh, here he is. No, no, no. He says he could. Uh, he says he's ready to rock. I'm sorry. Well, I you was heard. Wrong about you, that. you heard the rumor. To, not really rumor, but you know the the scuttle today about him, right? That apparently, while everyone was asleep, he was rehabbing his knees in the aisles of the plane, doing knee highs for four hours. <laughs> and apparently, that just like blew across. It went viral across Twitter, and I don't know why that's news, but apparently, that's the all the talk this morning. About Russell Wilson. So what, people were mad about that on the plane? Or I he was guess. Him away? I don't know. They just, I don't know, a lot of memes. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, it seems like if you're staring at the back of your eyelids, you're probably not noticing Russell. And they probably have the a very big plane. I'm sure he had room somewhere to do it. Probably. Yeah, I probably. would think. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he says he's ready to rock uh, without any limitations. Hmm. Uh, so we'll find out. Uh, I don't know. I thought that last week that he would play, but I mean. They're in London against the Jags on Sunday. Okay, so they're going to London. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so apparently that's what he was doing on the way to London. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Good for him. I still, I, I just, I, I still, I don't, I will, I don't think I'll ever be able to fully digest this London thing. It's just, it, it, and now we get Germany, yeah. and then we get Mexico City again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense. It's cool it. in concept, yeah. in theory, on paper, all that great. In execution, it's just not. And the players have to deal with it the most. Yeah, the travel schedule. Yeah, like my God. It's awful. Yeah. But here we are. But here we are indeed. We'll get it. We're getting it anyway. <laughs> and we get another Denver Broncos primetime game, thankfully, very early in the morning, so probably, hopefully, no one will watch. Not interested in that. And they said they're playing the Jags? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. Good Lord. Who, who scheduled that game? Jags and Broncos in London? I know Jags have the easiest route there, but damn. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the latest on this Deshaun Watson? The latest, there's more. It's no, not I over. Ten, I, I tend to mute that name well, I'll from tell you my what. life. I'll show you what you get after the break. I'll show oh. you what you get when you can afford high-powered attorneys like Rusty Harden. Okay. Sounds great. That and more coming up on the bullpen. 512-834-1027. Hang with us. Here's yeah. a shout. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back to the bullpen, Wednesday edition of the bullpen. He's Brandon Elkins, and I'm Patrick Osborne. Hello. And the phone number here is 512-834-1027. Your opinions are welcome. If you want to chat about something, we're here. Yeah. For the next well, 36, 35 and a half minutes. But you better hurry. Bring it on. I, yeah. Uh, so we were talking uh, some Cowboys trade rumors and whatnot before the break. And uh, there's all, there are also some talks uh, about, about over in Houston with mm-hmm. what the, some of the Texans might be doing. Okay. And it looks like Brandon Cooks has been the subject of a lot of trade conversations. I forgot recently. he was a he was a person. Yeah, a no. football player. <laughs> Not forget. a person. He he he's a, a real person. person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was in the NFL you know, was when I was trying I totally forgot to portray. Brandon there. Cooks is not a 1979 Cadillac. Oh. My God. I thought he's a person. Uh, so it's not clear if a deal has culminated yet. But uh, obviously, he's one of the most dynamic, fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Yes. And one of the most frequently traded. Also. <laughs> no kidding. Because he, uh, he was on the Rams for a bit. Yeah, I think he's the... He, if he gets traded again, I think he'll tie Eric Dickerson. Uh, for uh, all time, I think it would be all time. Mm. 
the all the four with the four trade. I think Dickerson was traded four times. Wow. Anyway, there's there's some talks that uh, that Brandon Cooks could be the guy. Um, trade scenario is still unclear, with, um, but league sources are predicting that he'll probably probably going to remain uh, with the Texans as uh, the November trade deadline's approaching, barring an extremely competitive offer. But uh, I mean, it's not from a lack of interest. Is it really worth it? Especially you got CD. They'll be all right. CD. We're talking yeah. about the Texans. I know, but if if you either want to trade them, maybe to the Cowboys. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I as you're talking about, they were lit, they were they were in the they were in the market are were are in the market for. A I see. Well, apparently he's been the subject of uh, trade inquiries from uh, Green Bay, Kansas City, the Rams. Gotcha. But uh, nothing's really advanced in anything that be you know could be characterized into developing at this time. But apparently yeah. he's the only he's what. Uh, the I Texans have been looking at the Packers should well, be involved in every wide receiver that is potentially available. My goodness, they are just a shell of their former self. Yeah, good lord, the Packers. Yeah, Rogers thinks all so with too. with one. I mean, they got one wide receiver, and he's was a Randall Cobb, and what is he in this like thirteenth year in the league now? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you who else is on that team. They've uh, a third straight game they lost on Sunday, and it yeah. came at the hands of Washington. And, yeah, exactly. Offense is struggling, uh, and as, as we said, was it was yesterday was it ten and a half point underdog. Ten and a half. It was yep. the first time in Rogers' career he's coming into a game a double digit underdog. Mm-hmm. Things are not looking good. Now, uh, Rogers was on the Pat McAfee show, and they were asking him. He's you know, always on the Pat McAfee. He's show. always on there, uh, but they were asking him. You know, like did they did they do anything special mm-hmm. to sort of win the game and his answer was pretty clear he said uh nothing look i mean they didn't have to do anything they play they rushed four guys they played cover four they sprinkled a couple weak inserts and a couple man coverages and that was it they got good players but as far as like schematically what did they do just lined up and played so, all right, and he, and he's right. I never played like they're not doing I mean, this is the commanders we're talking about they're yeah. not doing things fancy to beat to beat you and they're beating you so he's basically calling out now, and he's he's talking about that we're making too many errors, too many mental errors, and guys that are making consistent mental errors just shouldn't be playing, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what do you think? They need help in a hurry. They need big That's help. That's what they need. They need big, big help. We had so many uh, just mental errors and mistakes. It's just it's not the kind of football we're used to playing over the years. You know, uh, there have been there have definitely been games. You know, four or five. Which seasons where we average, you know, four, five, six, maybe seven at the most, kind of mental errors or missed assignments per week, and yeah, you know, some weeks you have like four, you know, two sometimes. Uh, this week, you know, it's well, this season a lot more than that every single week. You know, it's double digits every single week. It's uh, you know, even on a game we had like fifty plays or something. It wasn't a ton of plays. Like you know, they had thirty-seven minutes of time possession. You know, a lot of a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Man, these uh, these interviews are must see must see uh, in YouTube, yeah, internet. With these McAfee interviews, yeah, God, yeah, that that was that was there, yeah. I can't believe <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is struggling so much. What's a laid back claps? Guy. He's a laid back. Guy. I don't know. Uh, cause it wasn't him. It was it was one of the other guys. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't. Rodgers wasn't the one doing it. Oh, that's weird. Oh, unless it was off camera, I didn't see it. But anyway, yeah, well, they so, ruined the clip. So times are tough. For Green Bay. Times are tough for Aaron Rodgers. But he, you know, I don't feel bad at all. I don't either. And I'm starting to feel like he doesn't I feel like he cares less than like he's he's all he's We've talked about the laid back manner of Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Yeah, but I feel like he's kinda of, at this point, what is he, thirty eight? Probably. And he's looking beyond at this point. I want to go eat some ayahuasca. Again, you know? man, he's got nothing to prove. He's got he's probably got all the money in the world. He's got the championships, he's got the MVPs. He's thirty eight, he's almost forty, like Move on. You, it's clear it's not his passion anymore. Pac's got one, only one receiver this season with uh, that's had uh, 300 receiving yards. Is it season. Randall Cobb? No. Oh. Alan Lazard. Oh, Lazard. Lazard. Alan Lazard. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so, I mean, he's, he's a, you know, he's a decent player. In retrospect of NFL talent, that well, he's I the only have, one I do not have. He's the only one to surpass 300 receiving yards on the season. Okay, so there, that that shows you the kind of season. Well, he's got a target now. He just, you know, he probably needs a couple more. And you know where Green Bay's headed? To the basement, mm, Buffalo. 
Oh, to Buffalo. Yes. Headed to Buffalo on Sunday. So in where the standings, they were still headed to the basement. Where Buffalo is about to go 6-1. and one. Yep. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Texans are holding two of the top four uh, draft picks in the 2023 NFL draft order so far. Two and four. And guess who? Uh, guess who's got the number five so far? Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Hey. hey. Pick acquired from the Denver Broncos. So it's uh, it's up to number five now. Yeah. Oh, my You're goodness. You're at number five. But yeah, it looks that like... That is uh, interesting. This is, this is out of NFL.com today, and it uh, looks like... Uh, I mean, the Texans have their quarterback, wide receiver, edge. I mean, that's what they're in need of most. So the problem is, knowing my team, that the higher up that that pick goes, the least likely they will actually use it at that high spot. Probably. Most likely they will trade back for many, many, many more picks uh, because that's just what they do. They love to tease us, and then they just do that and just make us wait more and longer and longer. But, I mean, look, if the if if anything is comparable to the last draft, then that's okay. Yeah, pick as many guys as you need, and I don't doesn't have to be, and then you don't have to pay them all that money. Right, right. So that's all right. So attorneys for Deshaun Watson have filed a series of court exhibits Oop. this week. Deshaun Watson, he's oh. a he's a he's a football player. Right. Um, I used to know. I think of he a played man, for the uh, Oilers of a, of a person like that. Oh, you did? Yeah. And then I took him out of my memory because good, I didn't want to hear about him anymore. Probably a good thing. Well, so here's this guy back in your memory. Uh, Great. Move over whatever you got to make room for to get Got there. it. Uh, but uh, they filed a series of court exhibits this week, which they've uh, offered as evidence to undermine allegations from the latest woman who accused Watson of sexually assaulting her during a massage session. Now, on the surface, it's like, well, you know, you, you, there are all these other women. Clearly, you know, just add another. But... Apparently, the legal team has obtained some text messages that sort of don't look so good for the woman. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, so the lawsuit was filed earlier this month. The woman initially sued under the name Jane Doe. Then okay. the court ordered her to uh, make her name public. Uh, she said that she was pressured into massaging him in certain areas, mm-hmm. doing certain things to him back in 2018 at a Houstonian hotel. He paid her 300 bucks, even though her rate was 115 bucks an hour for a massage. Mm-hmm. According to the court filings, um, the, uh, the woman had her allegations, quote, considered and ultimately rejected by Houston police who interviewed her back in April of 2021. During a statement the woman made in November of 21 to a paralegal at the law firm of Rusty Harden, uh, which is a w- Watson's attorney, mm-hmm. the woman said, quote, I wasn't scared. I wasn't intimidated. I didn't do anything I didn't want to do. I didn't do anything to where I didn't feel like it wasn't safe, mm-hmm. end quote. The lawsuit's the 26th civil case filed against Watson, accusing him of these inappropriate sexual uh, misconduct Assault, right? Things, things. Um, but uh, attorneys for Watson submitted numerous exhibits suggesting the woman was interested in a relationship. Uh, in the court filing, it says uh, from the woman, she said, uh, she told a paralegal, "I'd love to be in love and to love him. Oh God, I don't want to put criminal charges on him. It wasn't criminal. We were in there playing around, and that was it." So. Yeah, and it also includes several direct text messages uh, the woman sent to Watson uh, in the months after the December encounter. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see you again. We should hang out. So, Can you invest in me, she asked. But doesn't that just make him look worse? Well, sure. Because it's clear that this, well, is, no, a, this no. is a pattern behavior and that the fact that... Look worse. It's hard to make him look weird. Right, but worse. okay, it's more vindicating because like, can't they use this evidence against him? Because it's clear that there's a pattern of behavior that he's denying, yet there's proof uh, allegedly in these text messages that he wants to do it again. Again, what? You know, you have another session because of how well it went, because of all the things he's being accused of against all these, from all these other women that he's denying. And he says he's never done anything like that, yet here it is saying that he did do it with this woman. And it's clear as day because it's on the text messages. Well, she's definitely, it's in her statement. She was into him for sure. And she was into what he asked for. Yeah. How so, is this how is this not incriminating against him? Well, Watson's attorneys say the evidence undeniably establishes. See me flail my arm around? Ugh. I did. I thought, was coming, I thought it was coming off for a second. It should have. Says uh, the evidence undeniably establishes that while uh, this may be the case a case of unrequited love, under no stretch of the imagination is this a case of assault. End quote. Watson's still on that 11-game suspension for violating the personal conduct. Uh, he's uh, coming back on December 4th against those guys over there in Houston. I hate this. This is so frustrating. <laughs> how, is this, how is that not incriminating? I do not understand. What is a justice system? Do you, well, 
Exactly. You can't even answer. Well, I could, but I, I mean, this is a, this. I don't believe this is the platform for that question. Fair enough. Because <laughs> you know all the. I know you, because we work on that. Uh, did you see that video, that TMZ video of Deshaun Watson getting pulled over a while back too? I, I, Negative. This was earlier this year. I missed it, was, it. but uh, it was it was. I think it was as some of these allegations were coming out, and it's just another one of those things. Like, dude, you would never see me if I don't care what kind of trouble I'm in, mm-hmm. especially that kind of trouble. Which, for the record, you'll never see me in that kind of trouble. But. Fair. You take that to the bank and cash. Because you're a good human. Well, well, I don't know about that, but it's I'm pretty I, easy I to be a good human. Sexually assault women, so there's that. There you go. But either way, uh, if if the spotlight's on me, I'm, I'm going underground. You're never going to see me. I'm certainly going to drive like everything. 95 and a 70 or whatever he was doing. He got pulled over and then get my face all over TMZ. Wasn't he at churches or something like that on uh, MLK at one point? Here? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think we talked about that a while ago. We, it might have been. Must have been further back. Yeah, he was apparently here going through a drive-thru in a Lamborghini at churches or something like that off MLK. Well, certainly not something That's, you see every day. That was the rumor of the day. <laughs> not something you see every day at no. all. No. Well, unless your name is Bijan Robinson, but, you know, he's cool. Bijan Mustards. He's a good human. Which, by the way, I'm still, I still have yet to try the Bijan Mustards. I mean, you can buy them. Oh, I know. Just about everywhere now. I know. I, it's, I have no other excuse other than uh, procrastination. <laughs> you know? Well... There you go. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 maybe this weekend. Bring some oh, in. Bring some not in the be studio. Able to do it this weekend. Maybe <laughs> fair I, enough. Maybe when you come back. back. Fair I'm, enough. I'm going to be eating lobster this weekend that was caught about four hours before it got into my stomach. It's going to be great. It's so great. Can't wait. Anyway. I'm so happy for uh, So uh, Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark suspended by the NFL for two games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. Speaking of conduct policy violations. Mm-hmm. Uh, suspension begins immediately. Uh, the Chiefs got their bye week, so he's going to miss games uh, week nine against some, the Titans and week ten against the Jags. Eligible to return against the uh, Chargers week eleven. But uh, in September, he pleaded no contest in L.A. to two counts of misdemeanor possession of an assault weapon, sentenced to one year of probation, forty hours of community service. Arrested in L.A. in March of twenty one, he was. Here's another one of those things. It's like, dude, if you're going to be carrying something Ill- illicit, hide it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's pulled over uh, while ri- uh, he's riding with another guy in the vehicle. Didn't have a license plate, and an officer notices this rifle. Recovers two loaded firearms. Why? Yeah. Why are you carrying those around? That is one Come question on. to ask. This is so stupid. The other is why didn't you think to you know? I mean, you are an NFL player. Did you not think that like you don't think that this is a stupid idea from the get-go mm-hmm. give me a break so that Especially was Mar- when you've been popped for it already that was march of 21 then june of 21 pulled over for code violation another gun found in his vehicle oh my god uh so uh had his most productive game like, of the season though on sunday 44 and that the victory over uh the 49ers yeah fine. it's fine to have a gun but like that's not the issue here it's just I don't know when you're an NFL player that I don't know. I maybe maybe I'm just trying to argue against myself here. Uh, no, listen. I, I just uh, I mean you're you've got criminal cases against you, right? Maybe, multiple, yeah, multiple. And that was before he even came to Kansas City when he was at Michigan, and then when he was at Seattle. Come same on, man. sort of trouble like smarting up, dealing with the same thing all this time. Yeah, yeah. stupid. Get a clue. Stupid, stupid, stupid. New York Giants offensive lineman Nick Gates going to be added to the team's active roster today. You remember You remember last year when he broke his fibula and his tibia in week two? No. This was a gruesome. You don't remember this? I don't remember his, this. His whole leg was like turned around backwards. Uh, awful. No. Awful. It was one no. of those that like I wished I hadn't seen, and then I wished I hadn't seen the replay of. Thank you for describing it. That's exactly what happened, though. But, uh, I mean, there were seven surgeries this guy had. I uh, had a, a setback in the spring when they had to, to remove a rod in his leg. So there was a, a, a lot of concern that he was going to lose his leg, you know, much less be come able back to, to, to come back to the NFL. Yeah. Well, he's back. He's back uh, awesome. on, the, on the pup list. But, um, yeah, so congratulations to him. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a feat. It's like an Alex Smith recovery. I, yeah. I mean, I, obviously I don't recommend go looking for this because it's, it's a disgusting injury. But yeah. take my word for it. It's one of those where you saw uh, he was all positive smiles, thumbs up, Clapping as he's being right. carted off the field, you know when it happened. Yeah, stayed. Adrenaline was probably uh, kicking in at that point. Probably, I'm probably. sure. I'm sure. Pretty close to after that, he was probably feeling a little pain. Yeah, 
But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, congratulations to him great. on coming back. And if you really want to be grossed out, you can go watch the Alex Smith uh, documentary on his surgery from his leg and coming back to the NFL because that was, woof, that was gnarly. And then oh, obviously one of the most legendary that of those Comebacks. kind of no of those kind of injuries yes. is Thiesman, right. which I, that's another one I cannot watch. But Alex Smith was on the verge of death apparently. Yeah, with his injury, that's rough too. And losing his leg, yeah. potentially it was all bad. But Listen, came I, back. I I can relate. All right, I've stepped on a Lego in the dark at two thirty <laughs> in the morning. I know I know what these men you have know gone pain. Through. I know what these men have gone yes. through. Absolutely, I yes. know what they've gone through. Uh, real or quick, kicking your big toe on something metal in the middle of the night. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, you know, absolutely love. It. We know pain. We get it. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. We went I've been always, stung by a bee once. Women always talking about birth being so painful. Okay, I ain't going there. I have stepped nope. on a Lego. That's all. I'm I will saying. never go there. Nope, that's all you. I'll fight this fight. <laughs> Bring it on. All right, stand. You're here. married. Yeah, I'm. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, by the way, Joe Burrow and uh, Daniel Jones among the uh, AFC NFC players of the week. Great. Congratulations. Good to see Daniel Jones this weekend. Yes, indeed. While I'm in New Orleans. Coming up after the break, Texas Longhorn talk. Looks like the Longhorns looking to flip a a wide receiver recruit, adding to that class. Uh, Texas, Kansas State, a little news on that. Also, we'll head to the ballpark, take a look. Some news out of St. Louis, in case the great Kenny Rahmeyer is listening. Ooh, we got something for you coming up. All right. 512-834-1027 is the number. Give us a shout. We'll be right back. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. I don't blame her. Welcome back to the Bullpen, and I don't either. Yeah. She fills up that this candy is too much candy to deal all with. All the time. I do like, I do enjoy it. Well, you know, Definitely I, indulge in some candy. When I'm able to get there, month. the problem is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've constantly got my head down working, you know, from yeah. three something in the morning when I get here all the way until we're done with the Bullpen. Yeah. Uh, typically, by the time I'm walking out past that candy bowl, it's empty. Yeah, a certain group of uh, individuals upstairs <laughs> like to indulge in the candy bowl. However, yeah. most of them also donate and bring that a lot of true. candy for that us, so we appreciate. That. Interestingly enough, and I was mentioning this out there, unfair the other day, to call them out. I, I grew up. I grew up the son of a dentist. My mother was a dentist for many years out there in Lakeway, and uh, I, sounds like a song. I did not have a sweet tooth for most of my life. Dentist. And there I've, I've entered my 40s. I'm actually pretty no firmly in my 40s for now. And I've got this, this sweet tooth like that I've never, like, no, like nobody's business. I don't know if that's, like, if that's normal or what. But Of course it's normal. Is it? Because yes. I, I've, I, I always like sweets, but I never crave them. Like, I crave them. Especially if you didn't have it a lot growing up. That like, completely like I makes sense. I to be on an episode of Breaking Bad You are sometimes. a normal person. It is not... It is not exclusive to you only to have a massive sweet tooth no no I, I know that i'm just saying that like just it seemed like overnight i just went from not caring to all of a sudden needing hey and so look, like so that man. that empty bowl that hurts that hurts my soul man look, patrick you have needs you just need to fulfill them just yeah. get some candy we have a nice vending machine here in the back lots of twix lots of peanut butter m&ms can i can i tell you that peanut butter m&ms are the greatest candy of all time they're pretty great they peanut are. butter m&ms fight me they are pretty i great. dare you anyone I know Tommy agrees. I know Rosa doesn't, but they're not <laughs> listening right now, so it's fine. Yeah, probably not. So uh, Texas apparently trying to we're going to flip a wide recruit, uh, wide wide receiver recruit. All right, Andre Moore, wide he's recruiter a, receiver. Yeah, love <laughs> Kid it. Kid out of Bellflower, California. Uh, he's been committed to Louisville since May, mm. but got Texas and Georgia that just been pressing hard for this kid. Um, he and his family probably going to be taking an official visit to Austin next month, although no firm date yet. But uh, apparently, uh, he said that uh, he's got a great relationship with Sark, as he calls him in the quote, and Coach Banks. So I mean, he's you know, yeah, yeah, he's made great. some inroads here. Uh, he also says he likes Austin because it's very similar to his hometown. Who doesn't like Austin? Let's be real. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it'd be it'd be great to have him. You know, just add add to that already uh, massive recruiting class. Looks I mean, like- uh, to be honest, I mean, look, I know I, that was a very uh, uh, that question was very open. Open. I don't know. What, what about who doesn't like Austin? Yeah, exactly. But we're talking eighteen-year-olds coming to college, living in Austin is very different, and that is very enticing. I feel like for oh, okay. that no should be enticing it. for no most kids that would want to come out here. No doubt about it. Apparently, UT's also loaded st- question. That's what I was trying to say. UT's also Damn. still in the mix for uh, one of the nation's top pass rushers. 
uh, Tausuli Akana. He's a, a Hawaiian native. He's got north of 40 scholarships to his name. Ooh. And he announced uh, yesterday him. his top 10. So Texas is on that. Along is Washington with, on that list? Uh, well, let's see here. A&M, Hawaii, Notre Dame, LSU, Alabama, Utah, Oklahoma, Penn State, Tennessee. Nothing that rhymes with ba- Washington <laughs> wow. on, on that list there. So it's, it's a little surprising because they're usually in on, on most of the, the, the Hawaiian guys because yeah. yeah. they have a lot of uh, Polynesian roots in Washington, so, at Washington. Yeah, they do. Yes. They do. Um, so, Coaches. yeah, so just uh, kind of the latest there on, on the uh, Texas ongoing okay. recruiting efforts. Big 12 Conference has announced this week that the, uh, the November 5th matchup between the Horns and the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan uh, is a, a six-day selection. So ESPN or Fox is going to televise this game. A six-day selection? So yeah. that means they have six days from now to games, figure it out? Games chosen on six days' notice uh, by uh, one of the major networks. I believe that's how that works. Okay. Um, I'd like to be in that room where you get to be the, the one negotiating for games mm-hmm. between Fox and ESPN and CBS and ABC. Well, I guess that's ESPN too, but... Probably a lot of cigar smoke fun. in those rooms. Yeah, it's like, which game do you want? <sighs> All right, we'll take the other one then. That's one those, cool. Those hot <laughs> lamps. If it was really that the ceiling, easy, the only source of light in the room. Just imagine, yeah, being in that room. It would be light. actually it would be pretty interesting to see. Got my velvet smoke smoke jacket on, deciding which games to play. <laughs> if only life was like that every day. <laughs> well, you know, got to get here on the bullpen. You, it is. You got to get out of radio for that one, my so, friend. So take take a load off. Yeah. Put on your velvet smoke jacket. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, as we, uh, the horns got their bye week. So when they return to the little apple, see, this is why we're going off topic so much because they're on a bye week. Is that why? Yeah, Wait, we still right. have enough horn stock. Just not enough. That and <laughs> we're we're <laughs> rapidly running out of uh, this season's baseball talk. I know well. it's so sad. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to move our way into Longhorn baseball talk. Fall ball, Arizona Fall League, which well, also we got is wrapped hot up. stove coming up hot pretty stove. soon. Yeah, yeah, hot stove's coming you up. You know, we're going to work our way. We, we will power through it yeah. until <sighs> it's not the four greatest words in all of sports. Pitchers and catchers report. Yes, sir. Seems like such a long she way gave away. me goosebumps, man. I know, right? Holy Isn't that great? Holy man. So excited. Don't tease me. And that's what? That's, that's not, the ultimate tease. Is that late February like or early March? Four months from now. That's a long way away. We'll get there. We will get there. We'll get there. Uh, Nebraska interim head coach Mickey Joseph apparently made a mistake. Yesterday, when he commented on a reporter's question about a recent uh, commit to the Cornhuskers program. Uh-oh. That's what, well, it doesn't seem like this is a huge deal. But uh, he was, he was asking, a- answering a reporter's question who then interrupted him in the middle of his answer uh, to say that, uh, that Coleman had signed with Nebraska. And Mickey Joseph then confirmed it. And he said, well, he said six months ago he wasn't coming, so you put the pieces together. That's all he said. But apparently huh. that is an infraction of the NCAA, uh, bylaw 13.10.1.1. How could you not know that, coach? Precluded uh, from commenting in any manner as to the likelihood of a prospective student-athlete co- uh, committing or signing with that institution. I mean, he probably should should have known that, not well, to say anything. He immediately after, immediately after the comment, uh, he, he left the press conference and he asked the, the media relations staff if, he, if he'd made a mistake. And uh, he alerted uh, certain officials... Uh, and um, has has tried to make her so clearly. This was this was not an intentional. This was a total like oops moment on his part. Yeah, especially if it wasn't officially announced by the school. Why would you Why would you assume it was okay to discuss it with at, at your press conference when you know that it wasn't officially announced yet? Yeah, like come on. Yeah, uh, he must have just clearly been thinking about something else in that moment and just that's just what I'm out that's of it. He was just kind of in the moment. Yeah, and it sort of just came out because. I mean, it, it was the very, easiest thing to say was, "Well, the kid does is he is he is he on the roster?" No, then I can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but I just I just think it was one of those momentary things, sort of a uh, momentary lapse, lapse of, of reason or, or reason. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Speaking of which, we got a little of that going on in College Station. There's a three-game losing. <laughs> we all, the Aggies. A cr- that was a great segue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I work hard for these. Good 16 for you, years man. I've worked on well that. Well done. Uh, no, so they're, they're mired in this three-game losing streak, right? They, the Aggies are, and they've indefinitely suspended three players, all yeah. true freshmen, for yeah. violating team rules. I mean, how stupid. How stupid. You heard about they? this? Yeah, I heard yeah. about this. What are you doing? Tex Ags first are, uh, reported these suspensions. Uh, defensive back Denver Harris, receiver Chris Marshall, offensive lineman P.J. Williams. And this is the second time this season that A&M's handed down suspensions to members of this highly touted uh, 2022 signing class. Mm-hmm. So, 
not uh, things could be better there. What were they, they? They were smoking weed in the locker room, correct? So that, that that's that's what I read. Is that what they were doing? I, I read that I they, actually, they were smoking weed, and that was from. I mean, that was from you know Clay Travis. I don't know. Well, you, you take that as you will, but I mean, he's still a sports journalist. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, not. I mean, I'm just saying he, he he has a lot of uh, non fans. I'll I'll say that. So is that okay? So I, I didn't actually I didn't I didn't see that in the re- the report I got was 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 kind of minimal just okay. that, just that they had been well suspended. we can look into that a little further then if we need to it just kind of the last I saw was they were smoking weed in the locker room which either they were dumb enough to do that and get caught or that happens a lot and then someone who wasn't supposed to walk in walked in and saw it or someone who wasn't supposed to see it saw it mm. because that I mean that just seems like a blatant thing to do when you're just I, I don't know if they were just using you know a pipe or a joint or if they were using a vape and thought they were being sneaky i don't know it just it just that's weird yeah yeah just well, seems things seem to be going a little uh, off the rails there over in Aggieland. yeah jimbo's gotta gotta get things he's gotta write that ship yeah this doesn't seem like a jimbo uh led team at the moment yeah kind of this is a money led team so uh some news out of major league baseball this is going to uh, make Cardinals fans happy. Longtime okay. uh, pitcher Adam Wainwright, not done as we thought he might have been. 41 years old and returning for the 2023 season, according to the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Sounds like someone wants their swan song alone this year because Yachty got all of the love. Yachty and Pujols got all the love. Well, one thing <laughs> he could do here is uh, he's got a chance to pursue a 200th career win. And he could tie the all-time record for second most wins as a Cardinals pitcher at 210. Right now he's got 195 career wins. Okay. So we could come back great, and he could do yeah. that. Um, that would be great. Maybe he, he'll retire right after that. Yeah. He's, the guy's a three-time All-Star. Yeah, he's got nothing to prove. He's sitting on a 195 and 117 record. 338 career ERA. Get your wins, man. I mean, he's probably going to come back as, what, a fifth starter probably? Maybe fourth? Yeah. He's not the number one guy anymore. Well, definitely not after this definitely season. Definitely not number two either. Yeah, and after this season... Yeah, fourth, fifth guy, fourth, fifth guy. You know, keep the pressure off. Let him, let him get, let him get the the five wins, and then go from there. You depending know, I, on where the team's at. I could, I, I, I like him in like a, in like a five position. You know, and have him backing up your ace, coming back into the top of the of the rotation. You got his experience. Sure, sure. I, I actually do like that. He went eleven and twelve this season, though. So I, I don't. I mean, he wasn't awful, but that's that's certainly not going to get you in the top three. I think time has caught up to him. Is, sure. what, is what has really happened. And for a forty-one-year-old, I mean, winning eleven games is a really good is a big deal, and it's a it's really good. I mean, it's hard to win eleven games, period, yeah. in in MLB, and yeah. to do it at forty-one is saying something else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you're talking top of the rotation guy, I mean that. No offense to him, but that's just not who he is anymore, and I think he knows that. Yeah. So, oh, he has to. I, I hope. I'm glad he's all coming. Of, all, back. I think all he of definitely Louis deserves. Did. He's he's been such a dominant pitcher for so long. He definitely deserves a little bit of the spotlight on him now. Now that and Yachty only and, him. Pu- and only him, yeah. Now that Yadi and Pujols, they deserve their time in the sun, or in the spotlight. And now, so does he. Yeah, you're right. He definitely always came in as like third fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. It, and. and it, you would you could argue it was like a one A B C thing, but yeah, he was definitely you 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 say Yachty, Pujols or Pujols Yachty, and then Wainwright. I don't know. You couldn't go Pujols Yachty. Well, Pujols you know, Yachty. I'm just all saying. day, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, Yachty's. Great. I'm not a fan of the Cardinals. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. They're both one A, one B, one C to me. Fair enough. You a fan of the Giants? I may. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> if they pick I've up always been Giants, fan, yeah. You know, West Coast guy. I, they were always on TV. Sure. You know, Bonds thing. They've always been an interesting team to watch for me, and I and I love that. God, I love their I love their ballpark so much. Well, so to, to kind of uh, follow up on what we talked a little bit about yesterday, and obviously the the uh, feeding frenzy is just about to begin for Aaron Judge as he enters free agency. He's coming to the West Coast. He ain't staying with the Yanks. I guarantee it. And according, well, I don't guarantee according it. to Ryan Miller of NJ.com, the Giants are prepared to, quote, spend whatever it takes to sign Judge in free agency. And I think we're going to see a real, real, real they got the money to spend. Uh, they got several high price contracts expiring. Mm-hmm. Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, uh, Carlos Rodon, all those expiring. It's going to free up some space. 
Judge is from Northern California. He grew up a Giants fan. We said yesterday, we looked yesterday. I mean, he was mere minutes away from uh, San Francisco, right? Where he grew up. Uh, yeah, and his and his in laws still live like a hundred miles away from there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I think that you're gonna. It could come down to a real slugfest between. San Francisco and the Yankees. And I think they both have the means to go at it. Mm-hmm. They both have the financial resources to go at each other. And this is going to be interesting. Mm. I, I, oh, mm, I got to think he's going to be close to the four or 500 range, especially if you're going to, if you're going to battle the Yankees for him. He's going to, because the Yankees certainly don't want to lose him. And, the Giants think that they can get him. I think they're really they they do believe it. If they're I, if they're willing to if, if money is not an op, op if money money is not an object, mm-hmm. oh, an it, issue. We're we're looking at we're looking like we're looking at a twelve ten to twelve year deal between four to five hundred mil. Mm-hmm. I, I I that that's what I'm picturing, especially when you got two teams like that going against each other. You got the Dodgers also that on Monday they emerged in this in this judge sweepstakes mm-hmm. as well as. I would argue probably a legitimate contender, but uh, if I don't know, uh, if you're if you're if you're the Giants and you're coming out and saying we're going to throw everything at him, then everything else doesn't matter at this point. And you have when you pro- proclaim that and you don't follow through, that's going to make you look bad. Yeah. So they are going to throw a lot of money at his at, at him. Yeah, and this is going to be fun. I'm very intrigued to see what happens because I don't think anyone's got a chance if it's those two going going for him. No, I I, I agree. As now, much as the Dodgers are close enough, you know, it's still the same state. This is a rare opportunity to for him to literally play for his hometown team, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's why so many he, people he, he have can. been thinking yeah. that would that makes so much sense. The Giants make so much sure. sense. Uh, if he wants I, to do it, he will do it. Yeah, it will happen. So. It's just a matter of what he wants to do at this point. Yeah. And let him he I'm, he's going to sit back and let him go at it. Let him talk. Yeah. He knows what yeah, I guarantee you he knows what he wants to do and now he just wants to see him fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Dwight and Andy going at it for uh uh Angela. Except that uh, that'll be a different outcome. Someone will get what they want. Oh, was that an office reference? Yes, it was. Oh. Nailed it. Even we, though that awkward silence. Well, I thought we covered that there. yesterday. That I, I, I don't I, care. I'm still bringing them. It was a Parks and Rec Someone man. listening out there will understand that. Oh. <laughs> you, uh, real quick, before we wrap things up, do you follow any WWE? No. I really don't either. No. Apparently, The Rock's daughter made her debut in awesome. professional wrestling last night and is now the first fourth-generation wrestler in uh, professional wrestling history. Giddy up. Her old man, her grandfather, Look up. Look up. and I believe her grandmother. Or, That's crazy. Or aunt. Well, one of those was like the first female professional wrestler, something like that. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, big news. Congratulations I trust you. to the, uh, I trust you. To, uh, the Rock the Rock family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very good. Very well. That family is uh, having a very good month. And that's going to be it for us. Paul Feinbaum out. Stick around, and we will see you tomorrow. Yeah.